0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have our first double feature of Cody Stansky and Kai Calder. Uh, They are two of the three founders of IndieFoil. We grew up uh, racing against Cody, uh, we've raced against Kai and the kites, um, and now there's some surf foil enthusiasts and the founder of Indie Foil. So it was a great conversation just talking about our background, uh, some kite racing stuff from the recent world championships, and Indie Foil. So have a listen and uh, check them out. Alrighty, well. Welcome back to the podcast. We have our first dual guest. We have Cody and Kai, yeah, who are uh, founders of Indie Foil. We've known them for a while. Good friends, and uh, yeah, should be fun.
1: Yeah, boys, thanks for uh, having us here, yeah. letting us talk about some foiling, talk about our brand, and uh, yeah, dive into a bunch of stuff. Co- don't should steal our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> and cody brought a keg so we're <laughs> off to a good start he came, yeah. here we're off to a really good start yeah uh,
0: stoked to be here could talk about foils all day so cool um yeah so i guess how did you guys get into foiling in the first place both both of us no i, I definitely got into it for racing for sailing
2: like i sailed initially that's when i met Dane uh, and Quinn as well and uh just wanted to race and i was like the coolest way to get into like the coolest racing that i could afford was Kai boiling and uh that's how i met kai as well and dean stuck around and <laughs> it was there for a while too so yeah yeah
1: yeah so i was getting into i guess the tail end of the course board racing and i had just bought like my mic slab course board was super stoked and then all of a sudden like the spots one or spots two came out and yeah i got uh i was borrowing a coworker's 2014 lift and just yeah, I was out in Alameda and kind of stuck with it and, and progressively transitioned into the, the kite foil racing. And, um, yeah, then it kind of took over with whether it be like surf foiling, wing foiling, just everything. Yeah. To do with it. So yeah, just started with the racing aspect as well. Met Dane, met Quinn. I think what was our first session? It was Miami, right? The first Oh, that was a development program in Miami, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That was uh what year was that? That was 2018 maybe. I think that was yeah, 2018. winter in Miami with uh coach Rob- Robbie, right?
1: Yeah, Robbie? Robbie, Robbie Dean. Robbie yep. Dean. Yep. Totally. Yeah, that yeah was we had,
0: awesome. we had nowhere to launch our kites, so we were we went out to like some mangrove field and we're like hot launching them in the water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Miami. It was it was terrible. <laughs> you guys were I yep. think
1: I think you guys had already started kiting, but it was actually Evan was actually just learning yeah. at that, cl- he had a few lessons, but he was just getting into like the air kites, it was super yeah. sketchy that whole launch. Yeah, I, I think I uh, bought
3: my first Mike's lab at that clinic, and then also blew up my first kite at that kite <laughs> camp too, so that was an expensive trip.
0: Yeah, yeah and then we, tr- we tried to launch from Miami Yacht Club, and kite around the boats, and like, that was my first really painful swim in, oh, <laughs> like... Okay miami like party boats yelling at you and you're just like swimming in your kite yeah <laughs> like yeah. outside the mangrove islands nowhere to go i don't I even remember like where
1: in that out. mooring like all the yeah. boats right there and then yeah yeah it was a, kind of in a busy busy channel and we were just trying to think like can we launch from the yacht club and it's like no way is this gonna happen all the mass <laughs> yeah. all around
3: that uh the yacht club was like uh, a few bridges away from like the nice kite bay so that's um, what we were always talking about. Like, is there any way to uh, kite under a bridge? Or <laughs> no one? I don't think anyone went. It'd for be a it, great venue but... if you could get out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now you guys are. Uh, you just got back from Worlds, Kite, right? Did you go, Cody, or no? Did not get Worlds. Okay. No.
1: Yeah, just got back <laughs> from World Championships for, for kite foil racing. Was super fun. Went with Marcus, Evan, uh, Will, and Daniela. It was super cool to see Danielle win her, what was it, fifth world championship? Yeah, fifth. That was, like, super surreal, a lot of motivation, definitely, like, to make it into the gold fleet as well and see where the level is against, you know, top 30 guys in the world was uh, was really good. I think we, got, we have, like, two and a half years left until uh, uh, 2024 Olympics, so I'm pretty excited to just put in, you know, for the next two years and see, you know, where our trajectory as like a team, the, the U S kite foil squad, I feel like, you know, we're doing some good things and, uh, we just got to keep, yeah. Duking it out with those guys. And, uh, yeah, the world was super fun and walked away, I think 26. So yeah, definitely a bunch of work left, but nice. it was really good.
0: Yeah. We just had Evan on. So he talked a little bit about it, but like kind of what was your experience kind of compared to like what you thought was going to happen?
1: You know it was funny. I mean, what it was probably I don't know, like nineteen months since we had last competed internationally. So I felt, you know, we were having. You know, Marcus was going and competing against uh, doing the international competitions, and then uh, you know we would all have our domestic series here, whether it be like the Kite Foil League or the U.S. Open Sailing Series, and then uh, you know Marcus, I guess set the set the bar for us and. I thought we were doing pretty well. I had that win at the US Open Sailing Series in San Francisco and was like, "Okay, I feel like I'm really starting to get uh, you know, dialed in with my racing tactics, my starts. You know, I never I didn't come from a sailing background, so that was something I really lacked in and to kind of pick that up was uh w- was really good kind of towards the end of the year and put it all together. So I felt like maybe in terms of like an athletic peak, I thought that was You know, I was going into that right, just won an event. We did a really good training clinic, and then uh, going into Worlds, and then I, yeah, I was super shocked. I, you know, obviously we have such a small fleet here in the in the U.S., and there's probably just a handful of guys that are really duking it out on the course. And to go into a a fleet where, you know, twenty, I guess when we were doing the qualifying series, it was like twenty out of thirty guys are pushing at the start line. It's definitely it's different. You know, you got. A lot of good uh, competition out there and yeah if you're not super focused on every race you know and sailing kind of with the blinders off and and being aware of your surroundings and and having that field awareness yeah you're not gonna do too well and I feel like at least domestically you know we have uh, you know the fleet kind of spreads out and you can sail in different modes and as soon as you get into that thick fleet of racing you know, holding a good lane and having good VMG, all of those tactics, you know, are super important. So I I felt like maybe, you know, I didn't want to go into to the Worlds with a big expectation because I felt like I had done that for Aarhus when we had went. I think that was, was that 70? 2019. 2019. And, yeah, I kind of had too much of, uh, too big expectations there and was really kind of, you know, after that whole experience was a little let down and and kind of not motivated to get back into the kite racing but i think just you know i went in with feeling confident and not with big expectations but yeah i think that was the right way nice. to treat it
0: yeah but i think you guys obviously come from very different backgrounds because you your dad's obviously a big sailor but you didn't grow up sailing and then mm-hmm. cody you grew up sailing and not kiting at all right until yeah. you st- <laughs> were up complete opposites yeah like how do you how do you kind of think that helps or hurts like for people trying to get into formula kite racing? i mean i guess either of you can
2: answer that it doesn't matter right like it can be whatever like kai is is plenty fast you know second in the u.s at worlds so and he had zero sailing background and that's what he's working on whereas i'm working on just kiting faster
3: are you guys? Good at are you guys both doing? Uh, you're kind of balancing your time, I guess, between indie and like kiting. And are you guys both doing kind of a kiting campaign? Or
2: what's the future of like kite racing for you guys looking like? Uh, I'm I'm trying to consolidate the things that I'm doing and do them better. So I'm uh, taking a step back from kiting at the moment. Kites are expensive and <laughs> takes a lot of time to be part of the team and race every you know event and training and all that. So I'm trying to make uh, indie succeed and get some other things done as well
1: yeah Rivers. i think i uh, I'm, I'm still working full-time trying to do the olympic campaign i think I, you know coming back from worlds i'm super motivated have a good list of things that i want to accomplish um i've you know been doing uh some some fundraising and um you know having some success with that and getting some more sponsors and yeah i feel like the kiting is starting to gain a little more momentum in my life and then you know, it's funny, we had started indie when kind of, when COVID started really, it was, pandemic. yeah, it was kind of like, hey, we could totally make a really good surf oil. And then, you know, had, I felt like I had a lot of time to be able to do that. And now trying to deal with work in Indy and an Olympic campaign is, is pretty tough. So trying to figure out how I can maybe phase out of, phase out of work a little bit, you know, focus on the campaign and yeah, still have the bandwidth to, to help with indie and yeah, fill in there as best I can. Bring awesome foils to the market.
0: Yeah, that was kind of my follow up question: is like, what? I mean, you guys both work in foils, though, right? Is that correct? <laughs> we work for competing e foil companies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how how does that work? Like, or which which one do you work for? So Jody. I work for Flightboard. Okay. Uh, along with Zach, who
2: we are both the wing designers, the hydro department for anything that's underwater, propeller wings, mass, all that. Um,
0: and your your background, your you went to school
2: for. I'm a naval architect and marine engineer. Okay. By degree, yeah. Um, yeah, special interest in foils. <laughs> <laughs> like rudders and then dagger boards and then
1: foils. Right. Nice. And then, and then uh, yeah, I. I um... Wait, what was it? Jet Foiler. Just... Jet Foiler, right? Yeah. yeah. Where, yeah, where so do sorry. you work? <laughs> I am at Jet Foiler right at the moment. And um, yeah, so I work for. Don Montague and the, I guess the parent company is called Kai Concepts. So Kai means uh, ocean in Hawaii. So, you know, Don has always lived in, in Hawaii basically uh, his whole life. And for him, he's been super passionate about any kind of watercraft or, you know, water sports. So, you know, he started off as uh, the main windsurf uh, sail designer for NASH um started bringing kiting into the market and um yeah all of a sudden here we are with e-foils and yeah i feel like we're one of the flight board and and jet foiler are one of the top i would say e-foil brands like
0: through my surf foiling than i ever did like kiting or sailing or anything like that so i think like for you guys like you guys just keep like are going down the same path and you guys are learning some yeah some new stuff each time and
1: especially with the indie foil you know we keep learning so much with the indie foil you know it's good to just share you know you're learning everything right as you're riding the surf foils you know when you're making them when you're wing foiling yeah just everything to do with foiling all kind of comes comes back there no
3: like Talk about like the design process a little bit. Like, did you guys kind of have an idea about a foil, and you're like, "Oh, we, we should start a company to 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 build this design," or you're like, "Oh, we're just gonna start the company and then we'll figure out a design," kind of thing. Like, where does that design come from? I guess.
0: Well, you guys, you guys also are. You're missing one person for we're your company. Right? we We have to. We have to shout. Yeah, before yeah, we yeah, even start, out to Casey, Casey Brown, down.
1: Yeah, Casey <laughs> Casey Brown is our CTO. He third uh, founder. Yeah, he's the third third founder. He makes a bunch of prototypes. He has a bunch of composite experience. He's super smart. He really, he helps Cody a bunch with the design, with the laminate schedule, with really understanding the composite structure and helps us expedite our our prototyping. So, you know, as soon as we have new designs, Casey's on it. Um, He lives in Rhode Island, so he has a few different boat builders that he can go to and have them make temporary molds and yeah, he loves it. He also kite races with us as well. So it's just funny how you know <laughs> this tight little group yeah. is all brought back together, whether it be with kite racing or surf foiling. Yeah, and
3: and uh, hold on. <laughs> and Indy's like, are you guys strictly like surf foils, and, and are you going to get into the the I guess what no, do you, what do you to, call like the power foil? Just wake foil. Yeah, yes. or like the with the little. Oh, E-foils? No, E-foils, yeah, yeah, yeah. No E-foils. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> can't do that. Neither of us can any, do that. Yeah. Any race foils in the future or pretty much surfing, winging? stuff like Race foils are that. hard. So actually, yeah. yeah,
2: going back to the previous question where, like, where did the design come from? Yeah. It, it was, uh, Zach and I, who I worked with, with Flightboard, um, designing wings, tried to start a, a race foil company, uh, Dark Matter Hydrofoils. And that pretty much culminated at, during the, at the end of the pandemic or mid-pandemic. Um, and just, we had money, no time, and, yeah, it's a hard thing to do to make to make race foils. Yeah. Um, Cuz there's an IKA deadline to get the registration and there's a lot of things that need to be met. Um and like coming off of that it was like, well, you still want to make foils, like definitely still want to have a foil company and like the race market is a lot smaller, right? Like a lot more spe- specific and uh you, the quality standards would have to be insane, right? To make a race
0: foil. well. Right well also if you're like second fastest you're not going to do yeah that well either yeah it's such a it's such a high standard very narrow yeah
1: cutthroat market right you know whereas now everybody rides a bunch of different gear yeah at least for foiling uh for winging and and surf foiling like everybody rides kind of everything right yeah it's pretty
3: cool like time right now for surf foiling i feel like talking to joss from the foil shop he's like yeah we were like asking about his favorite foil and he's like couldn't pick one you know he's like well this one's good for this and like you know, there's so many options and everyone's yeah. a
2: little bit different. So, yeah. pretty first broad. Foil specific surf shop that I've ever seen. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. that's like no brainer. Like, it needs to happen. Totally. Yeah.
0: So, what what is cool about
2: indie foil? What is cool about indie foil? Uh, What's the niche? Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> well, it's it is niche, right? That's that's part of the niche. Is that like we're trying to be different. Like the you know we saw. You know, there's, there's like, a, a trend, a clear trend in, in, like, all the surf foils and all that. You know, like, you, you can pick a high-aspect wing out of every brand and put it next to each other, and they look pretty much the same, right? Like, connections are different, fuselage are different, construction's a little bit different. Um, But, like, there's not a lot of people, like, breaking out of the mold and, like, really doing something different. Um, And, like, we want to do that, you know? Like, we... So, like, for the design, you know, there's... there's definitely some people out there like I know KD is using some of the same software Kane Kane the Wild same software that we're using Um, but like actually analyzing the foil and doing structural analysis and doing fluid analysis and like figuring out what the foil is going to be like before it actually hits the water and doing prototypes in the virtual design space Um, you know so you can actually you know whereas like building and testing and building and testing is like expensive and time consuming whereas you can do like six wings in one day like on the computer and like have a pretty good idea of where it's going to land um you know like hopefully we're able to to progress faster with that process and like do things differently not just like kind of follow the trend and be step right. behind you right. can
1: have a unique design right and and have it give you some feedback in the software that's like hey this will ride yeah. similar to this wing and it'll incentivize us to kind of you know go in that path and hey this is gonna look different maybe this will ride a, li- a little different but it'll still perform you know to whatever it'll achieve whatever we want it to do right that's right and like looking
3: at those like two ends like how close does like the software and like that initial design like translate to actual like writing you know like do you like do something on the computer and then you're like oh i totally feel that on the wave kind of thing or yeah
1: i had i had a hard time believing it at first you know like (laughs) i'm really i'm really (laughs) into just writing something testing it get the get the feel you know and then go from there and um You know, I had an idea of kind of what I wanted, right? In terms of being able to have a foil that was really carvey, it pumped well, it was really maneuverable, and something for like the intermediate to advanced rider. And Cody came up with a few designs and I was like, man, no, no way. Like this shape, are you sure this is gonna do what we want? It's like, you know, hey, this is these are the graphs which I Totally had no idea what they meant, but then going through it all, it was like, okay, this makes sense. And he explained what everything, uh, you know, what all the different curves meant. And yeah, I feel, you know, afterwards when we got the first sa- sample, it's like, wow, this really does kind of ride how the, re- you know, how the results were. Yeah. And yeah, basically after that, I, I was definitely a, a believer. So I feel
3: like you need those two people though. You need like the feel guy, and you need like the math technical guy. <laughs> yeah. To make it uh to make it work for both ends, I guess
2: it it took some time to get like to make the numbers make sense. Like the first few rounds, like it was you know you're kind of dialing in on what what that means. But like after you know making x number of wings, like you get better each time and like understand you know how close you are and where the you know where the pitfalls lie in the analysis. Like yeah, that's it's important to know. Like where things don't make sense. Like when you say like numbers, what do you kind of give us an example? Uh. So big thing would be like pitching moment. So like their foot pressure front to back, like knowing where you want that to be and like how much that is like increasing over the speed range. And then like more recently, which we think is like a, a pretty big advantage is is being able to actually like put a number to like pitch rate, roll rate, yaw rate and all of that. Like, you know, how quickly can you go into a turn? Not just like it's going to turn fast, like it's going to turn this fast compared to this
0: foil. Like it's going to be 25% more than like this wing. So, what, like, where do your numbers lie compared to some other foil? Well, do you know or? We don't do a lot of analysis on other foils because we don't have
2: their CAD. Um, in-
1: yeah, we would have to go and, and scan them, take all the data, run all the, run the analysis, and I think, you know, it would be good to, to, figure that out but i feel like from my expertise point of being able to try a bunch of different foils and get that feel feed feedback and you know also with cody with uh the the winging as well as surf foiling now i feel like you know we're able to go and try different products and be able to kind of understand maybe where they would lie on those graphs right
2: yeah i mean it's a bit of a you know like i don't want to be taking we we could scan foils like nothing and put them in the software but like a bit of just like think for yourself and yeah you know you don't need to be copying other people
3: how much can you like manipulate everything like when you talk about pitch or or anything like that can you like change it by a millimeter or whatever the number would be or a foot pressure if that's a number (laughs) yeah (laughs) how are you measuring that yeah
2: (laughs) so yeah so like pitch and all that that's just like an angular like change right so like you that that would be like for example just based on on experience like Changing pitch is just done by changing, you know, stabilizer size, maybe, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the, the numbers, it's actually, the number, they're damping values, so they're non-dimensional, they're not, like, they don't really mean anything. Right. You know? they're, they're part of the big equation. They're not linear. So, so they're only really useful when compared to, like, other points within that uh, same space. So, like, you have to, like, like, writing it, like, gives that point, like, meaning. Without that, like, there's no... I think it's completely meaningless, really.
1: I think something that's really cool, and this is a, a plug-in for for our friend Zach Backus, um, We use uh, his software called called Wing Hopper. Um, so that is kind of a huge, I guess, part of part of Cody's design sauce. Let's say is that you know this parametric uh, modeling tool allows us to quickly iterate the foils, right and like you said, like, oh, change it by a millimeter. Well, depending on what software you're using, depending, you know, on how your design is, that could actually be a pretty time consuming thing. But using the software that Zach and Cody have, have created over time, it's really plug and play. You know, you can go back into the program into Rhino or whatever the plugin is and do a quick iteration. It'll parametrically change everything. And then you export the file, run the analysis. And that's the you know, beauty and being able to quickly iterate virtually.
3: How much like influence does on the water testing have on your guys' design? Do you guys like spend a, a huge amount of time writing and giving it to a bunch of writers or is it mostly kind of
2: I mean that's the most important. Like right? right? Like the that's the foundation. Like obviously the the analysis is really important. It um but like it's not you can't only be based in analysis. It needs to be some sort of like real world validation and that's what feedback is, right? Like like make it tangible, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what is like the real world feedback that you guys have gotten?
1: Um well, you've written it, Dave. Let's hear it.
0: Well, um yeah, I mean I think I think it's a very fun foil. I think it's definitely from immediate or intermediate to advance for sure. Um, I think you guys have been dancing around the question of like the dihedral and your adjustable tail wing, I oh, think. Yeah. I'm just talking about those things. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to answer the, ask those questions, but yeah. I'm just going to say, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it makes a very surf surf oriented foil. And I think like, um, I would say my, my favorite thing about the foil is like how it handles, uh, whitewash, which we talked about earlier. Like you hit the whitewash and it just, falls through and reconnects super nicely and then the other thing which i think is really cool but is also a little frustrating is the tail wing just because it's adjustable which is super awesome but my like thought is like i feel like a lot of people like or like for me personally i like to set set my stuff and forget about it and i feel like the tail wing allows for all this variability right um but i think i think it's a very cool concept like depending on uh like the rider's weight to, like, the wave size, I'm sure there's a change and in the tail different stabilizers, wing. right? Different stabilizers, like, it's all going to be... lodges Yeah, so, like, you guys are definitely banking on that the rider knows what they're doing and they have a feel yeah. for their tail wing. Definitely. So, like, what do you guys have, like, a specific number for
1: your tail wing that's, like, this is what you should ride at? I try and give, like, a... Gen- Whenever I'm setting somebody up, I try and give them, like, a general measurement of where... The mast should be in relation to the tail of the board, mm-hmm. like the tail tail end of the trailing edge of the of the mast plate to where the tail end of the board is. I try and give a general measurement, and then you know go a few ticks, let's say, to more uh, more front foot pressure, right? Something that wants to lift out of the water a little easy and a little easier, and then that way you know they can adjust it from there if they want. And somebody that's trying a bunch of different boards, you know, somebody that's just, let's say somebody that's just getting into winging and they're going from a bigger board to a smaller board. They're going, let's say from an axis to an F1. Um, You know, the, you need that adjustability because if, if one brand doesn't have the, the, uh, the um, foil tracks, I guess, exactly where you need it to be, you need that extra adjustability in, in the stabilizer. And I guess, you know, you're right. Once, Obviously somebody finds their sweet spot, you know, they can just set it and, and forget it. And as we keep providing different, you know, uh different products, whether it be the fuselage, different like fuselage, different stabilizer, different main wing, you're able to kind of tune in your ride. And I feel like a lot of people that are into, you know, their pumpability of their foil, their uh carvability of their foil, kind of if it's nose down, if it has a lot of lift you know, I've had a lot of people reach out and be like, man, I love the ability to just kind of tune tune my ride and have it be what you know, what I want it to be. Pimp, yeah, pimp my ride, right? Exactly. <laughs> this is um, Pimp My Ride. Yeah.
0: So what what's cool about the like dihedral? And kind of for the the nerds what's cool and for the the lamo's like us, what does that mean? I'll try and do the nerd part. <laughs> 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 uh yeah, so the dihedral
2: is just an example of something that we were like no one's doing this why isn't anyone doing this like let's check the numbers virtually like hey it makes sense it's less it's less stable right everyone boasts stability a lot of the time right like but you don't want to be riding a 2,000 square centimeter wing it's super stable right but like you know anyways there's there's different levels of stability that are good for different things right and so like what the dihedral does is it actually increases the roll rate um and in theory it also has a restoring moment to to like to level, so it wants to like come back to mm. to uh, to level, um, and Ooh. yeah, okay, so here we go back into the anhedral. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> pitch is is that having a higher roll rate is better for sharp turns because you can actually roll into the turn as well as y'all. So like most foils today with anhedral, right? Like most foils go tip down, right? So they have a lot of anhedral and they're roll damped. Like it's hard. You have to put push your your feet pretty hard to, like, get the foil to roll, right? But, like, if you have a flat stabilizer, it'll yaw very easily, right? So you can kind of, like, go up and, like, smack it up and, like, twist the board really quickly. But you're not rolling. You're just twisting, right? Because the wing doesn't want to twist. And so the idea is you can actually roll into the turn, like, because you need to, because your center of gravity needs to, like, get lower, right? Like, on a skateboard, you lean into it, um, as well as get that yaw. Because, like, turning, like... And this comes from, like, aircraft principles. You, you, it's not just y'all. It's not just roll. It's both. It's Both of those things are happening at the same time. So, in theory, you can actually just turn way harder. Um.
1: <laughs> For the layman's term, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dihedral allows you, you know, to, to turn a lot more aggressively as well as have that, you know, recovering aspect. Whereas, you know, when you do a really aggressive turn, when you get the tips out, it really it, – does want to catch you and and bring you back to kind of to level a lot quicker um and being able to bank a lot smoother turns um i feel like a lot easier that's yeah the the main part of the dihedral and doing something that we have we haven't really seen before um yeah it's it's interesting
2: because it just seems like like we've gotten some good feedback like it turns effortlessly you know like it's it's amazing like it's super surfy and then there's people that are just like I don't understand how it turns, you know? Like, it's completely different than anything else. Like, I don't know how to use this, like... uh, So, you know, I I guess we're hoping we're ahead of the curve here in in some ways. Um, How... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, because, again, it's just, like, it's super new, and, like, some of the feedback we're getting is just, like, I don't understand, like...
3: (laughs) Do you guys think you've reached, like, kind of where you want to be with the surf foil, or do you feel like you have always have improving to go, or kind of what's your, like definitely level to perfection have a you have go. yeah so,
1: yeah
2: i'm excited about that definitely <laughs> definitely have a lot of room to go that's the plan right like that's the the long-term goal is that like we just keep doing this and we keep getting like way way better way quicker um and... as like
3: as surf foilers like kind of we all like surf and i feel like i'm in the level where like i don't know i'm more worried about myself than the foil but like do you guys are you guys at a spot where like you know exactly what you want from a surf foil and then you're just like trying to get there Um, or like, kind of like when you talk about the actual surfing part, like kind of how does your performance like relate to the foil, I guess.
1: I feel like over, over the years, like from where I started surf foiling to where I'm at now, you know, my vision of what I, I have wanted in, in a surf foil that really drives the design, I feel like. And, you know, to get, to get where we're at right at the moment with the 1100 wing that we have, that's been, a, you know, when we first started, that was like, when we first started designing the indie foil like that was a huge vision that I had and we and we were able to achieve that and it's like wow this is really cool and now we're seeing that you know people we want to we want to start using smaller wings we want to be going faster you know we want to go in half foot waves <laughs> you know we want to be doing down downwinders um, there's so many different avenues of foiling now that are opening up I feel like we need to have a good you know we, we try and participate in all of those aspects as much as possible and that way you know we can have our own vision of what of where we think that aspect of foiling is going and then yeah tailor a few different designs for that you know having right at the moment we're trying to expand our product line and offering an uh, 800 wing um, our current 1100 wing that we offer and then also 1500 so that way you know you're kind of covered for all areas
3: yeah i mean it's pretty cool that you guys can be like both the, like the test writers and like the designers and stuff like that's i feel like that's pretty rare for kind of any industry but my uh here's my business tip or my business uh <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> i think we need a uh, i think we need some better names than just the numbers all the wing alpha from every <laughs> all the companies just have these numbers and i don't know what you guys are talking about but i want like <laughs> the uh insane pump wing or oh. the hit the lip wing you know I need some some game better names for that, these wings they have the game
2: changer and the like the albatross what's the other one I don't know they got some yeah I think we could
3: get funky with some names we're on doing this. we're doing some we're doing
2: some Greek letters actually
3: we're doing okay. yeah, yeah the, it's like al- better. the
1: sequential the Greek letters
2: it makes sense
3: but it's not that cool okay <laughs> unless you're an engineer and that's no great. think about it alright <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, right. um, yeah so like how's uh. I know you guys are talking a little bit before this about like kind of the, like how is it getting it into the the world of surf boilers? like struggle easy, like getting it into shops or you guys just trying to sell online. I mean that's,
2: that's definitely like you know we we talked about our backgrounds a little bit. That's where we're the least uh, versed, and so it's it's interesting. It's really interesting seeing like what sells and what doesn't sell and why. And sometimes there's no reason. Sometimes it's just because. You know, someone said, Go buy this foil and people just say, Okay, fine, I'll go get that you know, like everyone else has that, I get that, you know. Like even if it sucks, like, sure. You know, like
0: Yeah. I mean I think Kai you said this earlier that like it is a big investment to go buy a foil. You know, it's not yeah, like you're yeah you're just like, Oh like oh it's a twenty dollar hat, like who cares if I really like it or not? But you're buying I don't know exact price, but over a thousand dollars for some bit of carbon that you may or may not like you know yeah
1: totally people want to do their homework people want to make sure you know if they can't if they can't try it immediately then they're going to go with what their buddy on the beach told them right that's a huge thing and especially like you know Quinn you had mentioned oh the, the numbers don't mean anything to me well it's it's so funny because like to somebody that's just getting into wing foiling like that number means everything to them they're going to go into the shop and say hey my friend told me I need a right. 1,500, yeah. right? And or that you shops, see somebody
3: ripping on a 110 and then you're like, I need a 110, whatever yeah, that yeah, means. No, like, <laughs> exactly, exactly,
1: exactly, right? Like you're just taking these numbers and and I think for us, it's been really cool to start doing like this demo program where uh, we actually, you reach out to us if you want to try the foil, we'll pack one up, we'll ship one to you. It, you know, we're just trying to figure out and be more creative with getting the foil out there and I think getting more exposure and having people ride it and break, you know, I feel like there's a few brands right at the moment that are really like, you know, the, the house name brands. And I feel like for us to really get into the market, we need to have more exposure, more people riding it. And, you know, at least in the Bay Area, we've been getting, you know, some more people have been testing it. It's really tough, you know, to get when everybody's trying to ride a Mike's Lab. let's say, you know, it's, it's hard to compare a surf to this beautiful premium, like Ferrari mic slab right but I think for uh, like for Florida we're starting to get a little more traction in Florida for you know the wintertime uh, water sports and yeah yeah we got a little bit of traction in Hawaii as well
2: um, which is great
1: yeah those guys are on it over there you know they really they they do all their research I feel like you know they're really on top of what new brands are coming out I mean I feel like as soon as we made, our website we had this guy Jordy reach out to us and he's been getting the foil around uh, with that crew over there and yeah, it's cool. Those the Hawaii guys are really on top of uh, you know, what new brands are coming out and helping give us feedback and, you know, test in bigger conditions than what Seal Beach could offer us. You know, I feel like they're they're really ripping and, and you know, the whole community there I feel like is on another level in terms of in terms of foiling. Yeah. And and we've gotten really good feedback from from them specifically from in Hawaii, but as well, like the,
2: the other thought, um, behind actually like getting into the market, uh, in a different way is that like, we want to d- be as like compatible with, with everything as possible. So like, if you want to just buy a lower and put it on a Cedrus, like that's fine. Like if you want to use a different stabilizer, like that's fine. Like we'll have an adapter. Um, you know, and just, if you want to buy just a, you know, whatever, a single part, like that's fine. Like you just want to get the stuff out there. Even, you, you know, like cane, Selling stabilizers. It's a lot easier to buy a stabilizer than a full foil, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Cedrus, the mass Like, oh, I can use this with multiple foils. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and especially if you haven't heard of that brand, like you know, you're much more likely to to buy it's, that. It's so funny. There's of...
1: there's so many different consumers like in the foil market. There's the guy that wants this specialized one component, like, like you said, uh, the, the Cedrus mast. You know, there's people that want that one mast but then want to buy a bunch of different planes there's people that you know just want to buy the stabilizer right and then all of a sudden there's somebody that wants to buy the full kit you know trying to have products and and also be in tap with all of that as well you know for us we have to make sure that we're doing our research and saying like okay this is what a lot of people are starting to ride and you know as much as we would, as much as we want everybody to, to buy a full kit from us and buy our masks, we kind of have to be accepting of like, hey, this is what people are doing, and we need to offer this custom connection that way. You know. uh, and, and if we
2: hadn't started a foil company, I would buy a Cedrus and like you know, and a KD step stab stabilizer and be shimming things and be doing all kinds of crazy stuff because that's just like what I would want to do, exactly. like, So, like, we, we understand, and there's no issue there, right? Like, we want that to happen and then probably you know good things will come out of that right like your wing you know will get feedback based on you know other people's you know a Cedrus mast and a KD stabilizer and then like that's the combination we would never come up with cuz we don't we're not those people right like
1: Def, definitely out of all foiling aspects the surf foiling is the surf foiling market i feel like is the most cutthroat mm. you know like people people yeah, have I mean, what they want you know they they like and they have a little you know there's a crew at the local spot that whether they just ride lifts or they just ride armstrongs you know yeah. like everybody is it's, super
0: i mean it's pretty funny because like i ride uh for cloud nine and I, I think they're they're awesome but like i'll go somewhere and they're like oh are you from ventura and i'm like yeah <laughs> why they're like oh everyone from ventura rides cloud nine you're like oh yeah i guess so and then like you go to hawaii and everyone's riding lifts or some like I don't know. It's it's kind of like what you were saying is like they want to try from their buddies and that's kind of where it starts and Yeah. Um yeah, and it is it is pretty awesome being in the the LAFC chat cuz like the the group chat is because like they talk about foils and then they just kind of like they love them or they write them off and and after that it's like, "Oh, I don't know if you yeah. that foils coming back to LA anytime soon," you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We kind of have to, you know, we have to kind of be picky with who we're sending our you know, the demos too, I feel like we're at a point now where, you know, the, we're really happy with the performance, you know, we've had the, the alpha 1100 hold the whole kit out for, for quite some time. And that's definitely like the main, uh, the, the main product that we've been, you know, pushing. And I feel like a lot of people are comfy with it, but in the beginning it was, there was kind of like, you know, all right, how long have you been foiling for? What do you ride currently? Like, just kind of trying to get the right person to, you know, who's who has an open mind that's willing to try this, right? Yes. Yeah,
3: that's what uh that's what Josh was talking about at the Photoshop. It's like when he's demoing things, it's like he has no idea, even like whatever people say they have like really yeah. hard idea to to figure out like what level they are and like that level will change like their enjoyment a massive amount. But I think the demo idea is like such a cool idea. I feel like either people are gonna like if they're on the fence and they love it then they'll buy it and if they're if they wanna change something then they can do that, you know. But that's definitely a huge
2: a, like complaint that i've heard in the foil industry is like well i want to you know try this thing before i buy it and it's like you know there's brands do demos but there's like one demo two demos per season like in yeah. your location maybe right
1: like or or oh you know you want to try everything go to awsi like not everybody well, can that's just pack up and, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. even for the individual right? yeah exactly like, exactly like, that's even a better point
2: so yeah so we're trying to you know make that like Part of our, our business model is like, you know, if you want to try it, like, we'll send you one because... Yeah, and the more people the writing know, them, like, yeah. yeah. We can't, I mean, Eventually. we can tell you it's a great foil. Like, you know, the marketing out there is, on most websites is, we're the best, this is the craziest thing ever, you know, like, whatever. Yeah, Help. how many it's, times... It's the best you... in all, you know, aspects, but it's like, just try it, like...
0: Yeah, how many times have you eaten the, the best taco shop in the world, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Every other one is the best tacos, the best yeah. burrito or something like that. Um But, yeah. No, I think that's really cool. And, uh, have you guys had any, like, uh, like Quinn and I are trying to start our own own little business and getting product made? Like I'm sure foils and carbon are not the easiest thing. Have you guys had like any weird hoops to jump through or like huge setbacks? I think. Or has it been pretty smooth
1: sailing? You know, we partner. Pun pun not intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. You know, we've had our learning curve and. I feel like, you know, in the beginning we wanted to go all in and place a larger batch order. And I've, you know, I tried to push pretty hard to be like, look, let's just start off with, you know, 10, 15 foils and just learn, learn as much as we can with this first batch. And yeah, I feel like, you know, we had, uh, we were getting our consistency up and, and, you know, it's just, it's always, it's an, Ever, it's an ongoing process, right? Trying to get the best product, right? There's always, you know, in, in bigger factories, there's different workers that start up and trying to work through and making sure that, you know, you have the right supplier that is willing to, you know, help and understand, you know, for us, we're just a, we're just a company starting out. So for me to clearly convey that to our supplier in the beginning, like, hey, look, like this first batch of 15, like it may not seem that big, but like if we don't get the quality that we need, you know, you won't get another order from us. So really just trying to paint the picture for them and, and, you know, have them be held accountable. Right. And I got to
0: threaten them with 15 foils. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. As everybody's pumping
1: out probably like a couple hundred. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, trying to, to emphasize that, be communicating with everybody, be, be really clear. And I think, you know, timeframes and, I think being uh, adaptive to, to the times too, you know, especially with all like the supply chain issues and, and the shipping issues, I think, you know, understanding like, okay, we can't, you know, we wanted to come into the market with a slightly cheaper foil, but because, you know, uh, shipping by sea freight is a lead time of like 12 weeks. Well, that's not reasonable. And for us, we had a, you know, a target deadline of when we wanted to do our first product launch and, okay let's do some air freight shipping and factoring that into all of our costs and yeah i don't know i feel like just being adaptive in the beginning and just understanding like okay here's what we need to ask for and yeah i mean the first foil that we that we received it didn't actually fit per, you know the the mast to fuselage conne- connection didn't fit perfectly and it was like okay we needed to design a few more things and okay understand new processes and it's it's cool because these problems force us to to be creative and how are we going to fix it how are we going to fix this and you know figure out new processes new you know manufacturing processes along the way yeah my
2: my advice would be that things are going to take longer than you want and there's going to (laughs) be there's going to be more complications than you would like
0: yeah but especially for something that
2: uh is based around performance oh yeah 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 but i mean just in general you know like it's it's yeah, it's not. It's not a given. Nothing's given. Like you're gonna have to work for it. You're gonna have to
1: solve problems constantly, and they're never gonna go away. And yeah, and be open minded. Right, take the feedback that people have to give you, and I think yeah, and, and
2: people are willing to help. Like talk to people. You know, like maybe we're not the best to talk about apparel, <laughs> but like you know, you'd be surprised. Like, people really want to help if you. We'd be surprised
0: that. How much do you know about apparel? No, 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 no. How many people do, are Do really tell us. Yeah, we, do, we know nothing about apparel. Yeah, right. You guys want to make some apparel? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you know a lot more than that.
2: So.
0: Oh, one month of knowledge, which yeah. is about 100%, or however that math works, a lot more than Infinite. What actually. I used to know. Yeah, yeah. infinite. I have, a, I, have a question.
1: I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Cool. It's, uh, I'm going to switch it up really quick. Yeah. So, this is our
0: podcast. Please shut up. No.
1: <laughs> so I guess, you know, for us being passionate about foiling and having it, like, t- you know, pull us down a bunch of different avenues, I feel like for you guys with the Salty Brothers, like, it started off with just filming. Like, you guys are passionate about filming and I guess sharing, you know, your adventures and what you do is super cool, you know, and and diving into the kite racing and, uh, you know, showing what we're doing here in the U S it's awesome. And I guess growing that brand for you guys, like what has that, you know, I feel like you guys are starting to diversify into, into different things, whether it be, you know, the podcasting, whether it be the apparel, like what has that been like for you guys? Like what, what was the decision Behind that, I guess, to all of a sudden diversify.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like mostly it's just been like our time lately. I think we've all we've like been doing some pretty time-consuming things the last couple of years, and we've kind of kept like chugging along with Salted Brother. But now we kind of want to ramp up that like learning curve and ramp up that that uh, di- I guess that diversify. You know, I guess diver- diversify a bit a bit. But um, yeah, I think that uh, we want to like do what we enjoy doing. You know, we enjoy telling stories and making videos and, and doing fun stuff in the ocean. So as, uh, as broad as we can make that, I guess the better, that's kind of how we're approaching
0: it. I feel like, yeah. And I think we definitely like, we just started, <clears throat> I think some Christmas we got a GoPro and we're like, Oh, like, cool. This is, we can start filming our sailing when we were like 12 and 14 or whenever we started sailing together and we were tiny and like we started making these little stupid sailing edits and then we got into like a little bit into photography and then you know it's it's just slowly grown which i think is definitely an interesting thing like you just got to keep chugging away at little tiny things and then eventually it'll it'll be something cool and i yeah i don't know i think it's a it's just about like sharing our stoke for the ocean and yeah. as many different avenues as we can do it i don't yeah, know it's a podcast has been super fun and like It's pretty like minimal work for how, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I feel like certain things that like you just kind of learn more doing it. Like if you make a bunch of uh, foiling videos, then you start talking to foil companies like you guys and start trying different foils. And then if you do a podcast, you start talking to a bunch of interesting people and like you just start kind of like broadening that knowledge and broadening your experience. And like that's kind of what we're doing it for
2: right now. Yeah, you'll learn a lot doing a podcast, it seems. Yeah. yeah. It's good.
3: <laughs> so far, we've been kind of on, like, the narrow sailing, foiling topics, but yeah. <laughs> hopefully we broaden out a little bit more.
1: Yeah, yeah lots of time.
3: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, we yeah, got infinite. We're in, learning in, about wings. wing numbers, though, you
0: know, today. So <laughs> it's <yeah>. good. <laughs> cool.
1: moment, moments. Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. I think that's good uh, time to wrap up. So okay. you thank you, you guys. Else? Do you want to
1: close on? Final words.
0: <laughs> I'm stoked.
2: And hopefully, there's more waves tomorrow. Yeah.
1: See
3: you at Mondo's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll see.
1: We'll see you at Mondo's. Uh, we got more product coming out. We have we new do. wings. We got new mass kiting, winging, foiling, uh, surf foiling, at least wake foiling. Yeah, it's all happening.
3: Yeah, I haven't tried one yet, so you guys gotta hook it up. I gotta try one. <laughs> <at> <laughs> we'll get is you that, a, is that a tough ask? <laughs> no, it's not.
1: Yeah, we'll ship Wait. you. We'll ship you a demo. Don't worry. There we go. All <laughs> right, it's it's recorded. Unboxing video. So.
0: <laughs> we, we do have new wings coming out this winter, and cool. Well, this will this podcast airs like mid December, so perfect. There we go. It'll it, now new wings <laughs> are out now. <laughs> right now, check out indiefoil.com yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks. You. Thank you for listening to Believe.